Here they come! What the hell are you two doing? The revolution with Jim and Trav is what America is screaming for. Ah! Oh yeah! You are a part of it. One's as bad as the other. Rev it up, baby! You are the reason the outdoors is rising. Go! It's go time! And together, we're taking it mainstream. I don't believe you're seriously considering listening to these men. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here they are. According to the USDA, almost 15% of families with kids in the U.S. suffer from what's known as food insecurity. One reason, rising costs at grocery stores across the country. A dollar just doesn't go as far. A pound of ground beef is up nearly 18% over last year. Bacon is up 28%. Eggs, 29%. You know what I actually saw? Beer is cheeper than gas. <laughs> That's a reason to drink and not drive. There you go. There that you is go. so crazy. I'm going to tell you what. Inflation, the price of shopping is just insane. Walmart is not your friend. I'm going to tell you that. No, no. As a uh, matter of fact, not too many of those stores are your friend anymore. You need to support local. And I'm going to tell you what, folks. Even if you live in the city, a lot of places will allow you. They have uh, bodegas, ha- small grocery stores. Well, I was going to say to have chickens in your backyard. Oh. I'm going to say start raising. Raising some pigs. Buy a little land. Do like a co-op. And people in your neighborhood, you buy, pig. buy a couple cows, buy some pigs, raise some chickens. Have this a cattle is, drive. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but this is what you have to start doing, folks. So we are talking what? The resilient sportsman on this week's show. And Bam! you've got to be resilient with your budget. Bill Gates, he's pinching. He's like <laughs> clipping coupons at King Super. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be joined by Scott Layseth. He is the sporting chef. Uh, he's also the guy with dead meat. He's going to be joining us in just a second talking about supporting uh, local markets. Yeah, and then coming up after him is going to be Cat Daddy. And, of course, we know about uh, the Kansas Cat Man. Uh, then we're going to round things out with uh, John Brunson with a Spear Life. He's got a great story about going after African Pompano. Pompano! Uh, it's in Florida. Anyway, so let's get to Scott Lysap, the Sporting Chef. The Resilient Sportsman is on the revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Scott Lasaf, host of The Sporting Chef on Sportsman Channel, Sundays 1 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. For free, Jimbo, he is handing out spatula spankings. Oh my God. He is uh, the sporting chef. I, I, I like that. Uh, so anyways, yes, uh, the sporting chef, make sure you watch it. That is Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern time on uh, Sportsman Channel. He's also Dead Meat Mondays. That's 8 p.m. Eastern time, Outdoor Channel. Uh, you probably know him with Tommy Gomes, the fishmonger. He also has Ranch America coming out. Yeah, Plus, that's coming out in January. Of next year. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're already through January this year. This is getting really long. Anyways, he's also super handsome. Mr. Scott, welcome to the show. You know, the handsome part I'll go along with, and it's going well, and we're busy. We've got four series now, and uh, we're right now we're wrapping up Fishmonger, getting that ready for an April premiere for season two. Yeah, that's going to be April 18th, Outdoor Channel. Love the show. Let's get into that, though. You know, as we're sitting, uh, Mr. Scott in America, you know, pantries, you know, are, are empty. Grocery stores, again, there's like nothing on the shelves or it's super expensive. Um, but there's a way to kind of get around that. If we start shopping locally, which, by the way, is how it used to be done all the time. And that is really what you preach and what your shows are about. Um, we can kind of combat some of these issues, right? You know, if you head out to the farmer's market 
Um, if you grow your own produce, if you live near a coast, you know, most of the people that live near a coast, nearby you can buy fish either off a boat or within maybe one one person in between, as opposed to getting fish from Vietnam that takes several steps to get here. Our whole thing is, look, Americans eat swordfish, salmon, tuna, shrimp. Those are the top four. But, you know, you take Chilean sea bass, which, as you know, isn't a sea bass. It's a Patagonian toothfish. Nobody wanted to buy Patagonian toothfish. It was what they call incidental catch. It would get caught up in the nets, and they'd throw it away, and somebody said, hey, wait a minute. Why don't we eat this stuff? So now it's 30 bucks a pound. It was almost overfished. Meanwhile, you've got some great one to two pound snapper, rockfish. Um, we were just in Cape May, New Jersey with the fluke and flounder, all these fish that are coming in. One fish, one person eat the whole fish. It's five bucks a pound wow. instead of 30 bucks a pound. So there is a way around the, uh, the economic crisis right now. You know, it's, it's not any cheap. It's not getting any cheaper to get fish long distances. We talked to a, a uh, squid processor in New Jersey that used to send the shrimp or the squid to China, and a container would be processed for $2,500, and it was worth it to them. Mm, that wow. same uh, container of squid right now is $25,000. Oh. So now it's going to Peru for processing. And then the big question is, why can't we do it here cheaper than they do it in Peru and even China? That's a question we must ask ourselves. We'll probably get Martha Stewart on that panel. That's it. You know, I'm sure she <laughs> has a lot of insight into that one. <laughs> I don't think she. I don't think she could process them fast enough. We were in in the same New Jersey. We st we were at this processor. Picture twenty five thousand pounds of fresh scallops that they're processing, and they get shucked on the boat. So they've got these. It's a fever pitch shucking scallops. And then if you can picture what twenty five thousand pounds each bin had about fifteen hundred pounds in it. And they were being flash frozen, which is pretty much what you want with scallops, um, as long as they're handled properly. But that's a lot of scallop, and that was all right off the coast of New Jersey. Wow. Wow. Now, now the thing is, you know, you live in California, and can you just go out on the ocean anytime you want? Is there a season on, say, scallops or any one of the other uh, uh, varieties out there? Or do you have to wait for well, a certain know, time? Well, in California, um, here we go with California again. It's, <laughs> it's hard to defend California because they are so annoying as far as the rules and regulations and what it takes for the commercial guys to get out there. But there's still a lot of fish here. And salmon, our salmon is in desperate danger of going south right now. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the drought, the, the rivers where they come up and spawn. Um, we haven't had any water for them to spawn in. We had Hundreds of thousands of salmon didn't make it last year, but we've got striper, rockfish, uh, lingcod, halibut, all those things. So I don't live near the coast, but I know people there that go out and are catching, you know, Dungeness crab and all that. And 
There's a lot of fish markets where you can buy it right off the boat on weekends on our coast. One of the few good things you can say about California. Yeah. Now, uh, real quick, speaking of weekends, got to check out uh, the Sporting Chef, the Sportsman Channel, Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, Dead Meat Mondays. That's what I call it. Dead Meat. uh, That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. It's a great way to kick off your week. Now, you got to tell me, how would you describe sea urchin gonads? Um, it sounds, <laughs> tell you the truth, the fishmonger, that's right up Tommy Gomes's his aisle there. Um, what is that like? Well, I'm not a big fan. Uni is a real foodie thing. It's, you know, it's kind of yellowish looking. It's super, super soft, and the foodies just go nuts over it. Tommy, on the show, when we, when we do these sea urchin gonads, um, <laughs> he tells a great story about why he can't eat it. Uh-huh. Because he was out on a date and he got violently ill and it was coming out of every orifice. <laughs> and so he didn't get to go back out with that gal again and he hasn't eaten uni ever since. <laughs> well, that's a good reason not to do it. <laughs> but what what is the... We didn't get too graph we didn't get too graphic on the video on that one, but he gets the point he gets the point across. <laughs> yeah, but what you know, I, I have seen it. I really want to try it, but what is the flavor? What does it taste like? Or does it have its own special taste? It's kind of that umami earthy Again, it's just texture-wise, it's really soft. Soft, like eating. Um, and I like oysters and all those kind of gross, naughty things. But the sea urchin, I'm going to keep trying, but I haven't really gotten into it yet. I want you to try it and tell me what you think about it. <laughs> it's like a a big booger wrapped in a scrotum sack. You know, <laughs> see, <laughs> that's see, and that and that's that was the description I was looking for, and I'm going to use that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, On the next show. (laughs) You have my permission. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Now, we got to get to a break, uh, Mr. Scott, real quick before we do to learn about uh, so many awesome adventures and and things you're working on right now uh, between the Fishmonger, the Sporting Chef, Dead Meat. You also got a new series coming up, Ranch America. Um, Where can we find you online, sir? Go to SportingChef.com if you're looking for recipes and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And if you just go to the Outdoor Channel and and look at Dead Meat, uh, Fishmonger, um, and Sporting Chef is moving to outdoor in September. We'll have a little. We'll talk about that later because we have a new host, Stacy Harris. You heard it here first. She's Ooh. been on the show for eight or nine years, and um, I I hosted Sporting Chef for twenty years. And it's time to hang up my tongs, and Stacy's going to take over. You Holy bet. Cow. Hey, that was Scott Lacey. He'll be back right after this. Yeah, and this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sports Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Part two with Scott right after this. Hang on to your chops because after the break, your tongue will slap you silly. As Scott Lasaf, host of The Sporting Chef, Sundays 1 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel, dishes some delicious wild game recipes and grilling tips. Until then, visit JimandTrav.com and explore their awesomeness. You're welcome. The Backyard Done Right starts with Backyard Ready, a showcase of new products, expert tips, and inspiring ideas. Do it right at GameAndFishMag.com slash Backyard. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. 
the revolution with Jim and Travis back with the resilient sportsman. Now let's rejoin Scott Lasaf, host of the Sporting Chef on Sportsman Channel, Sundays 1 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking eating on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had part one with Scott Layseth. He was talking about all kinds of things that you can catch and eat and so forth. Yeah, once again, make sure you watch uh, Sporting Chef Sundays, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sportsman Channel. Like Mr. Scott said, in September, moving over to Outdoor Channel, and there's going to be a new host. Uh, But Dead Meat, that's Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. And April 18th, kicking off an Outdoor Channel, is The Fishmonger. Um, now you have to tell us there's this trend, fresh frozen. What is that? <laughs> what is, okay, how, how can, can you, you be do that? I know it's, it's well, BS, but what, what do they mean by that? Well, uh, shouldn't we assume that the fish that has been frozen was frozen when it was fresh? That seems reasonable. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, a lot of the fish that we buy as fresh has been frozen at sea. F-A-S is a term they use. And so when you think you're getting uh, fresh fish, very often it's been frozen. The fish has been out there for two or three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, On the boat, you know, some of the tuna boats that we see have got just 10-foot stacks like cordwood of tuna. Um, Wow. And I've worked, I've worked with uh, some sushi academies, sushi groups, and they say that you want to freeze it anyway. You want to freeze it zero degrees for 24 hours, whatever it is. But some fish are more prone to parasites than others. Ah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, you, you peel a salmon, you pull the skin off, I mean, or, or have uh, halibut, and very often you're going to see a fair amount of, of little wormy creatures in there. They don't eat much. There's nothing <laughs> bad about it. They they just don't, they're not very appealing. And so freezing helps with that too. But don't be afraid if fish has been frozen properly and fresh frozen, it's just fine. But when you thaw it out, wrap it in two ply paper towels, wick as much of that moisture away from the fish as you can. Don't throw a wet, slimy piece of fish into a skillet. Make sure that it's really, really dry so that whatever flavors you add to it will be absorbed by the fish. Um, the conversation about food availability, it's only going to get worse. You know, affordability, it's only going to get less affordable. The more we need to start thinking, Mr. Scott, we really need to start. I mean, this is crap that you have been preaching for 20 years, and it's really starting to sink in with people. And we need to be smarter with our money. We need to be smarter with our food. We need to make better choices, not just healthier choices, but better choices in general. And that is really your purpose, right? Well, and yeah, absolutely. And making use of what you have. Those of us that hunt and fish appreciate harvesting our own food. I mean, as much as we love to go out and pull the trigger, You know, those of us who know how to cook a duck when we get home really appreciate that duck and what it took to get there and what that duck has been eating. And you shouldn't be buying a nectarine in January just because you can. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's coming out of South America. You could chip a tooth when it was picked, and it's (laughs) ripening on the way here. So why do that? I can I'll wait for my nectarines in the summertime and my homegrown tomatoes in the summertime, 
buy what's local, buy what's close, and try something besides swordfish, tuna, salmon, and shrimp from Southeast Asia. Yeah. Now, you've got a new series coming out in January. Tell us about it. And why is it so exciting? He hangs up the spatula and grabs some spurs. That's it. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> I'm in in my uh, in my advanced age. I am transitioning away from being on camera <laughs> and leaving that to the younger people and doing more in the, on the production side. So, Fishmonger, being the show that tells the story of the commercial fishermen and how we get food to the table and all that. And 90% of the fish that we eat in the U.S. is imported, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, we're doing the same thing with ranching. And, you know, obviously Yellowstone and Longmire, two very popular series. Yeah. Um, we've got a great host, um, lives in the Sierra foothills near me in California. Um, he owns 80 head of cattle, two restaurants was trained as a chef in France, um, doesn't necessarily like people like me. I mean, <laughs> like I don't like people and, um, and he knows all about the ranching. So we're going to, we're going to go deep into what it takes to get beef to the table and, and small ranches. There's four processors in the U S that do the overwhelming majority of all the processing. Um, there's a cool guy up in Mont up in Wyoming, um, that, does their own processing. A lot of these guys are building their own processors. We're going to find out about cowboys, horses, dogs, all that kind of stuff. Not a reality show. It's a just a real show telling the story about what these guys do for a living. Holy cow, that is so cool. And when is that going to come out that we can uh, watch it? You know, what's going to be so neat about that is it's going to be an honest look into the lifestyle and what it takes. Not what some, I hate to say some guy out in California because that's where you're from, <laughs> but you know, I mean, not some Hollywood dude that that's like, Scott. you know, no, I mean, somebody that actually is showing the true perspective, the blood, sweat, and tears, and how ethical it truly is when you raise beef that way. When is this show going to come out? That'll be on uh, January on Outdoor Channel. And, and what we have found with the uh, fishmonger and with Ranch American dead meat shows, you know, people that have been approached by other production companies, probably from California, they want conflict and they want these people to fight. We had some turtle hunters in Nebraska, these brothers, and they had a, a, a reality show say, Hey, could you guys, you know, get, get in a fight? And they go, No, we like each other. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. we, we like it when people like each other. We like, families that run the ranch and do everything that there is to be done and don't even hire any outside hands. They do it all and they all get along. And that's the story we want to tell. Oh man, that is so cool. All right. So Mr. Scott, uh, to learn more about you guys, Miss Stacy Harris, the sporting chef, dead meat, the fishmonger ranch America. Holy crap. You got a lot of stuff going on. Where can we find you online, buddy? Go to sportingchef.com for recipes. Uh, start checking out Stacy Lynn Harris, and that's L-Y-N-Harris.com for her stuff. Um, Outdoor Channel's got all the information about our TV shows, Dead Meat, Sporting Chef, everything else. You know, SportingChef.com is a good place to start. Buy local and buy something besides salmon. Yeah, and I, I want to say, too, if people, like, they're sitting around, they've got some food uh, in their fridge or their freezer, if they want some great recipe ideas that is just delicious, 
uh, fun, simple to do. They really need to follow your socials. You're always posting awesome recipes that are fantastic, Mr. Scott, uh, that people really need to check out. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you know, we're, we're not there to out-chef anybody. We want normal recipes for normal people that they will use all the time. You bet. Hey, that was normal. Scott Lisa. That's right. <laughs> this has been brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. That's what Mr. Scott does all the time, and that's why his food is so delicious. Mr. Scott, we love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. You bet. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Coming up next is the Kansas Catman, Cat Daddy. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, live 24-7 at JimandTrav.com. Connect with the number one outdoor radio show on the planet and stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. Monday nights are wet and wild on Outdoor Channel. And normally people will grill the trout, but this is a bit different. Chef Mike Robinson is serving up mouthwatering seafood creations. Tastes wild. Bringing you a feast from the Fathoms. It's a lot of work, but it's worth it. It's the ultimate catch and cook. You know, we're enacting what our ancestors did. It's in our DNA to do this. Fishing the Wild. Series premiere Monday, April 18th at 7 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. The world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's our catfishing guru, the proprietor of the bean hole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Well, I love her. I really do. But I love to fish. Hey, we are back. We're talking to resilient sportsman on this week's show. Before the break, we had Scott Lathan. He is the sporting chef and it cooks some great stuff. But our next guest, he's got something cooking. Now, Cat Daddy, when you cook, you used to say an awesome or tell us about an awesome recipe where you actually made fish in the microwave in like a soup, didn't you? Oh, yeah, man. But, you know, it, it wouldn't be worth a hoot without High Mountain Seasonings. Oh, <laughs> that is, hey, man, God bless High Mountain Seasonings. Uh, now, hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Is it by the time you get your fishing license, you have your tackle, and let's say people are smart, they're savvy outdoorsmen like you, uh, and you, you make a lot of your weights, you procure your own baits, is it cost effective to go out there to fish to bring that food home compared to, I mean, the price at the grocery store is just insane. Going to Red Lobster. Yeah, I mean, it is cost-effective to go out there to stock your freezer, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, man. Uh, you know, you go to the store and, and you buy some old, some old uh, catfish ribs. That's the least you can get on a catfish, and, and they'll run you $7 a pound. Holy no cow, way. really? Well, you'd think they come from the United Kingdom or Alaska somewhere, <laughs> man. Well, they when probably, they come out of the old Kansas River. They were blessed by the prince himself. <laughs> yeah, um, you need you need. You, 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 you need to really, st- uh, you know, stock up on your catfish, man. I mean, you yeah. know, don't go past your exceeding limit. Now, what which is, is uh, you know, uh, uh, ten a day? And uh, now, in your freezer, you could have, let's say, thirty catfish, correct? Oh yeah, that's for you, your mama, and y- y- your daddy, and your cousin, and 
Yeah. And everybody else. That's 30 for you, 30 for mama, 30 for your granddad, something? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you're not going to run out. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you, let's say you catch a nice four to six pound catfish, Mr. Cat Daddy. By oh, the yeah. By the time you clean that bad boy, how much meat do you think you get off of that? Oh, you probably got two two and a quarter pounds. Really? Holy yeah, smokes. Yeah. You know, if you got a good thick fillet on there, you know, on a yeah. four pounder, it'd be a nice fillet. And, oh, oh, heck yeah. You know, uh, you get a sack full of them and man, you know, you got something worthwhile there. Well, you know, a lot of guys, they kind of shy away from catfish because the old school was you skinned them. But you don't do that, do you? Oh, man. It'd take you 15 minutes to skin a fish and, and defend him and degut him and all that and cut the head off and wow, you know. Well, you know, they always said, you know, the uh, meat, the meat is a little sweeter towards the bone. <laughs> but I like to eat, the, you know, a filet. Yeah, a big old filet. Do you eat the cheek meat or not? Well, if if you're getting a big one, yeah. cheek meat's all right. But, boy, you have to really get a big one in order to even get anything good out of it. Yeah. And I'm talking, you know, 60, 70, 80 pounds. Oh, holy smokes, really? Well, you know, I have oh, yeah. I have always eaten the cheek meat on, whether it be trout or whatever. And I know going up to Canada, we would stop in an area called the area between the lakes in Manitoba. And they you could go into this restaurant and get walleye cheeks. And I'm telling uh-huh. you, that was some great eating right there. Oh, yeah. I've always heard walleye cheap meat was really good. And, you know, the, the flatheads, they got a really nice uh, uh, head meat up there. You know, that's a, uh, oh, it's probably a quarter pound on each side, maybe a half pound on each side, if if you get a, a big flathead. But well, I'd hate to, you know, to off one of them big old boys just to get the head meat out of it, you know. But, man, is it good. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you're going to go and you're really going out there, Mr. Cat Daddy, to stock your freezer up, okay? Now, when it comes to preserving them, freezing them properly so they don't go bad, they keep well, they stay fresh. No freezer burn. Yeah. How do you go about doing that? Like, what what is your technique for perfection there? Well, I tell you, you know, the the, uh, uh, freezer meal bags do real good. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when you suck all the air out of them, the seal meal, they do real good. But if you're old school yet, you know, and you can't break your ways, the old milk carton full of filet and full of water. Yeah. Yep, yep. Freeze them off the top. You'd be good to go. Yeah, well, I remember when we were kids, of course, you you bought milk in those uh, wax cartons and uh, always saved them because... When you went fishing, whether it's going to be a, a panfish, like a bluegill or something, or a walleye, or even a bass, who kills bass anymore, uh, would actually <laughs> fillet them and put them in those milk jugs, if you will, and then put water in it. And I think the water stops the freezer burn. Especially oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, they'll come out just as fresh as the day you put them in there. Mm. Yeah, and then what you have to do is get your ice spud out. Yeah. <laughs> and make another hole. Chip them out. <laughs> <laughs> then you use the ice in your glass. That's it. Gives it that good fishy flavor. Yeah. It, it, it was. Oh, fun. that's a good time to eat, eat fish. You know, right now, the, the water's good and chilly. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the meat's good and firm, you know, and flaky. It's, it's real good eating right now. Yeah, you ever make catfish chili? Catfish chili. No, no. <laughs> what is probably the craziest catfish dish, Mr. Cat Diddy, you've ever made? Cat Diddy? Guy called him Cat <laughs> well, Diddy. Well, you know, <laughs> I had a client once. Now, this might not be a dish, but uh, I guess you call it sushi. Ooh. Uh, I had a client once, and his boy, I was cleaning the fish up there at Banner, and 
he grabbed one of the fish after I cleaned it and started eating the raw meat right off the side of it. Whoa. No way, really? I thought, man, <laughs> cannibalistic fella. Yeah, I would have said, what, no crackers? He said, you from Arkansas? Really? Come on now, boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a state in the United States that carries one of them critters. Yeah, you know, I was up on the Kenai River uh, fishing for salmon, and the couple of Oriental guys were in the boat with us. And, uh, well, we got some fish in. Of course, they used salmon roe as a bait. Well, every once in a while, you try to look at these two Japanese or Oriental guys. I don't know what they were. But nevertheless, they'd be reaching down into that bait bucket, and they'd be eating those. And, of course, you treated it with Boraxo. You know? And so they had kind of a foamy mouth after a while. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I would have thought that they would have had problems that night. Or the next one. Yeah, I tell you what, that, that's 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 beyond me. That's like eating spoonbill eggs. Oh no! I'm... They say they're good caviar, some of the best. But bro, you could you, you couldn't pay me to eat them. Mm-mm. No sirree, Bob. Uh, only. Well, talk... I take that back now. If you if you offer me a brand new boat motor, <laughs> okay, for five I'll bucks, five gallon bucket of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mr. Cat Daddy, if people want to get out on the water with you, man, if people want to get some recipes, if people just want to learn what it means to be an actual cat man, can we book a trip with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I tell you where to go is www.catdaddyguideservices. Yeah, if you'd like to send Cat Daddy an email uh, showing him your latest caviar choice, uh, you can email him at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next, we got John Brunson. This guy has a program called Spear Life on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, he goes down there like 100, 2,000 feet, something like that, spears fish. And he meets Cat Daddy and gets a refill. Yeah, Cat Daddy hooks him all the time. All right, so we got to get to a break. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. We love you, brother. Hey, if you're out there fishing and you get a bite, don't hold your breath because you'll miss him. <laughs> the Revolution with Jim and Trav with another Jimby brain teaser. If you're not supposed to eat late at night... Then why is there a light in the fridge? Submit your answers on the back of a $20 bill and don't move. The boys will continue in a few seconds. They're chasing their dreams across public and private lands. Chris thinks he knows where we're at. We are at 10,200 feet. All the way down, all the way back up. For the boys of Trekking Outdoors, it's raw and it's real. Pretty rough road, a couple hours uphill. Part of being an outdoorsman, it isn't always just getting up into a tree stand. There's always going to be times where you're going to face challenges, and we love to be challenged. Nothing will attract your lady friend more than being an outdoorsman. Trekking Outdoors, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings and look for our new rub line in the large bottles don't forget to try our new finishing sauces find us on the web at www.himtnjerky.com or look for the bucking horse logo at a retailer near you we're back the revolution with jim and travis chatting the resilient sportsman now here's another two-parter with john brunson co-host of spear life on outdoor channel tuesdays 6 30 p.m eastern presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv here's part one we're back. We're talking the resilient sportsman on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had old Cat Daddy. You talk about a resilient sportsman. 
He, he makes the whole class himself. Yeah, Cat Daddy is actually John Brunson's caddy. That's what he, <laughs> like, he carries around John Brunson's fishing tackle. Uh, Mr. John Brunson, he is the co-host Spear Life on Outdoor Channel. Tuesdays, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm just going to say, dude, you are like crazy, man. You dive so gosh darn deep uh, on Spear Life. That has to be, at some point in time, you kind of like your pants really (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean it's you know it's like anything else it's experience and you know practice and training and understanding what you're doing it's a really fun sport but like anything else you know if you don't know what you're doing you can get in trouble quick you know but as long as you as long as you have the right training and you and you pay attention, um, especially diving. I mean, that's, that's, that's really the key. Yeah, well, the interesting part about diving is the only thing that I remember from the classes that I took is don't hold your breath on the way up. Yeah, don't hold your breath. Well, yeah, the yeah, rule of thumb is don't hold your breath, period. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, you know, because you know, it, it's funny when you're down there. I mean, you can, you know, you can, you may float up, you know, three or four or five feet and not even realize it. And, and really, you know, even a, even a short distance like that can get you in trouble. So, yeah, it's always good to just keep breathing. <laughs> yeah. Now, you were down there in Naples, Florida, uh, you and the Spear Life crew going after African Pompano, and you were diving down to like 110 feet. Um, that is beyond really deep. That is like scary deep, John. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, for your for your average diver, it, that's, a, that's pretty deep. Um I think most people are, you know, diving 60 feet or so. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, there's guys out there that do some crazy, crazy stuff that is, you know, that I'm not near crazy enough for. Um, too, too old for that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, about 120 is usually our rule of thumb. Um, you know, we love the shallow stuff because, you know, the shallow water, you get a lot more bottom time, right? So you get your dives a lot longer. You know, you're down there hunting fish longer. But, you know, the the... You know, the thing is, is, is usually the deeper you go, the bigger the fish. So when we're after those bigger fish, you know, we're, we're usually drawn to that deeper water. Um, and we, you know, once in a blue moon, we may go a little deeper than 120 if, if we're just going to go down, try to shoot a big fish and come up. But, uh, but like I said, as a rule of thumb, we try to, we try to cap it at about 120. And then obviously if we can get shallower, um, we, we do that too. But, um, you, you know, it's you know, deep, deeper the water, bigger the fish. Yeah. Now, when you were going after those African pompano, um, didn't you have like a little mishap with your face mask, or was that not that trip? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost yeah, he, the, the 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 AT almost got me instead of me getting him. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were actually <laughs> we were actually in. I, I want to say we were, we were. I think we were on the maybe three hundred feet of water. Whoa! And geez. what we do is we go down. They're, they're, they're column fish, so they're, they're, you know, they're up in the, they're usually above wrecks and stuff, so they're not down on the bottom. So, you know, we'll drop down, you know, we may be in two or three hundred feet of water, but we'll drop down to, you know, maybe 80, 90, 100 feet, and you just kind of hang. And again, that's where you got to be careful because it's, you can't see, you know, everything's blue, you know, you just, you can't see anything. And so it's just everything is blue. And, um, I finally got my first AT, which I've been, you know, dying to do. And, uh, we run cameras on our, on our masks also. And so when I shot this fish, as I brought him back to me, right about the time I got my hands on him, he just made a run down deep. And the, the spearfish in line actually hooked on the camera mount above my mask. Oh. And it ripped my mask off. So oh, I, we're, 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 we're using full face masks. So we don't have a regulator in our mouth. So you're, you're breathing in your mask. As soon as your mask floods, you're drowning. <laughs> so, oh. like he he went for a deep dive. 
um, peeled my mask off. I mean, I, you know, it was a struggle. Um, you know, it's another reason why we always die with a partner. Um, there's definitely been some instances where we'd have been in trouble if we didn't have, you know, a partner with us. So, um, Gary and Kobe were both with me on that dive and, um, Gary gave me a little assistance and I was, I was almost to the point of dropping gear, you know, letting the gun go and just tossing it off because, you know, if it comes down to it, I can replace the gear. I can't replace me. So oh, yeah. I was just on the verge of just dumping, you know, my, my gear, going to my secondary, um, you know, regulator and my secondary mask and just, you know, getting myself stable and getting out of there. But finally got him back up and, um, like literally in the nick of time and, you know, just got my mask cleared and, 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 and pulled it off. So, you know, I definitely, when I got to the surface, I was like, man, you know, I was, I was talking a lot of smack before the dive. I was going to go, cru- I was going to go crush an AP. And I'm like, man, he almost, he almost got me instead of me getting him. Yeah. We know I, I, I read somewhere that, uh, of all of the fish in the world, Pompano is like number eight as far as tasty goes. That's good eating. Did you uh, eat any of these? Oh, we eat everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that AP is one of my favorite fish to eat. And, and, I, and, I, and my favorite way to eat it is sushimi style. So just straight cuts of fish. Um, so it is, it's phenomenal. Um, it is, it is, yeah, it's definitely at the top of the list as far as, you know, good eating fish. Yeah. Now at the end of Spirit Life, once again, Outdoor Channel Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, you guys always have a hook and cook, kind of what Jimbo's referencing here. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and I think that is so great how you guys feature the fish you're going after. And I, I think that is a very important thing and something you and Gina uh, have always stressed, you know, on like addicted to the outdoors and everything. Uh, but alongside, you know, Gary Zumwalt and Kobe Treasure, um, this is a very important aspect of being an outdoorsman, of being a sportsman, is partaking in the game we go after. Isn't that right, Mr. John? Oh, absolutely. Um we, you know, if, if I, it's like years ago, Gina would always joke with people coming to our house. It's like, we need to hang a sign on our door. It's like, if you eat it at our house, we killed it. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, understand that you're not eating, you know, something in public. So, um, you know, we, we definitely, we eat everything we shoot. And even on the addicted side, you know, there's times where we may not be able to get the meat back to us, but we'll process it and we'll have it donated to feed the hungry program. So, Never does anything go to waste. And, um, and, you know, the majority of it we're eating ourselves. And I'll tell you, a lot of fish we shoot, man, I mean, if anyone that watches Fear Life, they, they, they know we eat like kings on that show. So, you know, we, we, you know, we bring fish back, but a lot of that fish don't even make it back from the trip because I mean, we hammer when we're on the road. Yeah. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Sure. Hey, we're talking with John Brunson. He's the co host of Spear Life on Outdoor Channels, Tuesdays at 6 30 Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, the first two seasons, Mr. John of Spear Life, can we get on My Outdoor TV? Uh, yes. That's where you got to go. Now, to learn more about you guys, Spear Life, your partners, upcoming episodes, season three of Spear Life that's currently airing, where can we find you guys online, Mr. John? If someone searches my name, they're pretty much going to find everything. So whether they're looking for Addicted Spear Life, um, you know, all of our social media accounts, I mean, if you Google John Brunson, you, you can usually find about everything we're attached to. So that's probably the easiest thing. You bet more John Brunson right after this. 
Revolution with Jim and Trav. Wherever you find yourself, work, the car, outdoors, the shower, you'll find us across the country and around the world on great radio stations and always a click away at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Today we're discussing the resilient sportsmen. Now let's get back to the boys and John Brunson, co-host of Spear Life on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays 6.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back from that short break. We're talking the resilient sportsmen on this week's show. And uh, before the break, John Brunson was telling us about diving down to 110 and being speared by a African pompano. That's right. You know, I was actually <laughs> reading, Mr. John, you know, researchers and scientists know more about the surface of Mars than they know about the ocean floor. And looking into that, I learned there's something called blue holes, which I had no idea what a blue hole was. Have you guys ever come across any out there? Yeah, we actually dove one um, this year. So season three that's airing on, on Outdoor Channel now, um, we, we actually dive one on one of the episodes. Really? And they're really, yeah, they're really cool. Um it, it's crazy, you know, just this big hole out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, you're just like cruising along the sand bottom and, and all of a sudden there's this giant hole that just looks like it goes to nowhere. Um, and it, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty wild looking. Um, it's, and I we actually don't, I actually, you know, I don't mean Kobe, Gary's probably dove before because he's been diving for a hundred years, but, uh, <laughs> I, think was, I think me and Kobe, that was the first time we'd ever dove one. It was, it was interesting. It was a little eerie, um, but it was it was definitely a cool experience. Yeah, there's one in Belize that's really uh, notable, and it's like 400 feet deep, and there's like nothing down there. <laughs> you would think yeah. there'd be, you know, a lobster or something, but no. It's, it's a mermaid. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, that's the scary thing about the ocean is how, how little that we really know about it. So, you know, trust me, when you're out there, you know, 80 miles offshore and you know, the hundred feet of water. You know, sometimes you know, you're, you know, sometimes you're wondering. You know, you're 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 a little curious about what all's swimming with you. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, speaking of like an elephant in the room, I don't know if people know this or not, but there are sharks in the ocean. No, <laughs> and they they've been known. That's frightening, John, to eat people. Um. <laughs> now, do you guys? Obviously, you have to be very aware of sharks. You know, and I and I think more people are afraid of them than they need to be. Um, but what do you guys do? Cause you guys dive in shark infested waters like all the time and you're going after fish that they consume, um, that are as big as you. Yeah. Do you, what do you guys do to protect yourselves to stay alert? Is there anything you can actually do to really protect yourself from sharks? Well, um, you know, we, we wear a, a, an ankle um, it's almost like an ankle strap bracelet called the shark bands. Mm. Um, and it actually helps, um, you know, they, it, it, it helps keep them away from you. Um, and really anything you can do to protect yourself is, is what you try to do. I, I will say this, you know, I, I love sharks, you know, I've, I've, I always have. And, and, um, it's just something you have to pay attention to. Um, you know, those, you know, 99% of the time, and if a shark is messing with you, it's after your fish, you know, I mean, it's not after you. Um, can you run into an aggressive shark once in a while? Yes. 
Um, and to be honest with you, um, you know, we've, we've come across some really big sharks that just ignore you. It's usually the little, you know, not always, there's some bigger ones sometimes, but they're, you know, it's usually those little five, six footers, the little juvenile, little teenagers, you know, a little, little pain in the butts that, that are giving you a hard time. <laughs> but, uh, between the shark bands, which they, you know, they don't like and to keep them, you know, if they come up close to you, they, they tend to dart away. And, you know, other than that, you give them a good poke with the gun, um, and that usually takes care of them. Um, and then, you know, there's times where, you know, it just, it gets a little dicey and you just got to get out of the water. Um, you know, some guys will send our fish up on a float. Um, there was a, I know last year, um, in South Carolina, we had, I, we'd never dealt with sharks like we did last year. It, it was unbelievable. And, I mean, we had, I had a monster shark. I mean, this thing was, I don't know, 10, 12 feet. Oh, and wow. came up behind me. And, um, and so he was, we, we sent our fish up on a, on a float and got out of the water. But, uh, you know, it, you just got to pay attention. Um, and, uh, it, you really, that, that's it. It's, you just got to, you got to pay attention. And, and, um, you know, I'll tell you, Goliath grouper may give us more hassles than sharks. Really? People don't realize that. But, you know, Goliath grouper, um, they're just, they've been protected for so long. Uh, they'll come through like herd, of, like a herd of cattle. And I mean, you know, you see a five, six hundred pound Goliath grouper, it looks like a Volkswagen. And you've got to literally, you've got to jam it with your gun just to get it out of your way. I mean, they'll, they'll come swallow your stringer. I mean, I, we had a buddy of ours who got his leg swallowed, he had a stringer down his leg. They, they spit them out, but wow, you know, them things could be, them things would be more of a pain than sharks sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You, like the, uh, Luca Brazzi. You sleep with the fishes. You sleep with the fishes. Now, you guys were also um, up in North Carolina. Weren't you going after, like, megalodon teeth? Is is that how you say it, uh, megalodon? Yes, and that is, oh, man, that is so much fun. We're, I was actually with Kobe last night talking about, um, you know, this year, when we go back up there, we want to we wanna do another uh, megalodon tooth dive. Um, it's it's a treasure. It's, it's, like, it's like a treasure hunt. I mean, we, you know, we're in 110 feet of water, wow. and – you're just kind of wafting the, the, the bottom of the sand with your hands and just kind of clearing debris away and looking for teeth. And I mean, we found a ton. Um, and it's cool. Like the biggest one I found last year was, you know, it was like six inches. It was almost as big as my hand. Wow. And, and we found a bunch of teeth, you know, like whale bones and cool stuff. But the, the cool thing about it is, you know, you find this giant shark tooth and, you know, it was 60 miles offshore. We're in 110 feet of water in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of nowhere. And you pick up one of these teeth and, you know, that tooth has been laying on the bottom of the ocean for somewhere between three and 20 million years. Wow. So you think about that. <laughs> you, know, you go down there and you find this giant, you know, megalodon tooth that, you know, maybe it's been down there, you know, maybe three, five, 10 million years. And yet you find it, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. It's a really cool dive. You bet. I'm going to go with John Brunson. I would go with John Brunson, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, we got to leave it right there, John. Uh, we've been talking with John Brunson. He's the co-host of Spear Life on Outdoor Channel, Tuesday nights at 6.30 Eastern Time. Yeah, alongside uh, Gary and Kobe. And this has been presented by Mile Tour TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Mile Tour TV at MileTourTV.com. And you can also catch the first two seasons of Spear Life there. Again, Mr. John, just Google John Brunson, Spear Life, Addicted to the Outdoors, right? That's yes, right. You'll pull up. You'll, you'll find us everywhere. All okay. right. We, we got to get to a break. Mr. John, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, if you're planning on listening to us while you're getting ready in the morning, how about a courtesy flush? Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back.
It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what I learned from the show this week, you got to have a bag of money if you're going to go shopping. There's a lot of things you could do to offset your budget. Uh, Big shout out, though, to Scott Layseth, Cat Daddy, and John Brunson. Last word, Jimbo. As I said earlier, get out there and turkey hunt uh, while you're out there. Hey, forage for mushrooms and a lot of different things that you could have to add to your menu. Yeah, your pantry there. Uh, And make sure you hammer home firearm safety, boys and girls. It is imperative. And uh, make sure you hop on JimTrap.com as well. Peruse our archive show. Great articles, jimandtrav.com. And we you don't need gas to peruse. No, you don't have to. And we will return next week, won't we, Jimbo? Yes, we will. All right, so God bless you in the United States of America. We love you. Mm-hmm.